See, we're live, Moan. That's how this works. <laughs> you really got me that time. <laughs> I was about to talk some more trash, man. That's what you weren't talking trash. <laughs> we were talking about how many pixels people can see us through. Hey, you know? yeah, that was. I was about to say something real smart. Like, I look good in any pixelation, okay? But I don't want to be that guy, though, right? <laughs> you know no. what? You know what? I feel like this is mm. part of the show where I hit that bell and we started already. You ready for this, DK? Mm-hmm. See, once somebody points out the <laughs> sounds in the intro, you yeah. can't unhear it. You can't. You cannot, man. That sounds like me, honestly, on blocks more than anything. This sounds oh. like me more than anything. Good afternoon, everybody. I see Aaron said that, man. Mm-hmm. Good afternoon from Manchester, England. Mm-hmm. Ryan yeah. Lytle, good afternoon. We're We've back, got, everybody. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was no sh- there was no show Friday, which gave everybody a chance uh, who who might have missed the Rosie Nicks episode to come in. And it's funny. It actually had that effect. We doubled our views yeah. for the Rosie episode on Friday. So I'm, I'm actually kind of grateful yeah. for that opportunity because the show was really, really, really good. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, before I told you Rosie was coming on, and when I told you that, you were just like, I want to see what you can get out of Rosie because Rosie doesn't say too much. Rosie said a lot. <laughs> he said a lot. He said yeah. a lot. Yeah, he 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 was terrific. I, the whole show was just was just so good. Yeah, uh, and, and that's the thing too. I, I'll tell y'all again when it comes down to me getting guests on the guys that you want, we will get. But it's so many Roosevelts, Vinnies, okay, Charlie Batches that are very interesting, and their stories are more like more guys in the city. I mean, on in, in uh, on the team in general, because the superstar guys have to be a little bit more guarded. And they're, you know, the way they give themselves up to the public a little bit. And I'll have that opportunity to break guys down and invite them and have them in an open conversation forum. But just in general, right, DK, most of your top tier guys are more guarded about themselves. And, 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 they're, and they're trained to be yeah. to an extent. You know, there's a reason that the sessions that we have with offensive linemen or, or other guys on the team, even, you know, all the way down to special teams players, uh, they're going to be more candid. They're going to be easier to talk to than the Wednesday morning weekly session with the yeah. quarterback. You follow me? Yeah. And, and so they're, they're, they're also, they've also probably been stung more than anybody in the room, in yeah. fairness, by having something that they've said misinterpreted, misquoted, for real misquoted. Uh, and so they're going to be more careful. Yeah, they so, are. They are, and and that does happen somewhat in the media too, right, DK? Like sometimes, depending on who the reporter or the journalist is, like statements, words can get kind of thrown around or not put in full context. And in those situations, guys lose that public trust like that too. So having a former teammate on with them kind of unloosens them a little bit, man. So I'm uh loosens them up is what I meant to say. So I'm, I'm hoping to get more guys. No, I will get more guys. I saw somebody say earlier, we won't owl. Everybody won't owl. We'll get out. 
my my guess is that the same principle that we're discussing here is true of the general manager versus the assistant general manager. Andy Weidel met with uh, us reporter types over the weekend, and he had some basic stuff to say about the draft board that he built, uh, about his role in it, about the class that resulted. Moan, I don't think anybody was expecting a quote this great to come out of it. Can I read it to you? Man, please read it. All right, here's what he says. We want to be big. We want to be physical. We want to be tough. We want to be able to impose our will on teams. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? You go break the other team's sword in the second half of a game. Go be able to win on the road. That's what we're building. That's what we have here. That's what they've been in the past, and we want to continue that identity. So that works in this business. Physical, tough, smart players, strategic thinkers that you can take on the road. You feel good about when they're on your bus going to the stadium. That we are going. That's what we are going to continue to add to this team. You ready to play for this guy? You listen on the bus. Listen, I, I see, I see, I see our guy right here saying this. Hey, and what is it, Dead Sea Monster Whitel Twenty Four? Hey, I, I, oh yeah. Hey, I am, I am ready. DK, one more for the people that's just showing up. Can you? Can you? You're really good readers. I need that one more time, DK, just so I can really ingest this one. Just one more time. What did Andy Whitel say, man? Just I'm just gonna read that last part again. No, because it's so good. It's he so says, good. Go break the other team's sword in the second half of a game. Go be able to win on the road. That's what we're building. That's what we have here. That's what they've been in the past, and we want to continue that identity. Physical, tough, smart players, strategic thinkers that you can take on the road. You feel good about when they're on your bus going to the stadium. Yeah. That's what we're going to continue adding to this team. I I need, not want, I need for you to put me on that bus. Tell Please. me what he's talking about there. I've not been on that bus. You have. This, times. The thing about Andy Weidel being an outsider, is he's probably always been uh, amazed at what the Steelers are, right? He comes from a place, heck, they've done some really great things too, right? But coming to Pittsburgh hits a little bit different. I told you well, before. He's, the, he's local. He's local. Yeah, I, I, I know, but like yeah. actually being in the building, though, DK, I know what you mean. and I being know what a part yeah. of it and having the ability to, to have some cause and effect, right? Oh, right? we get this guy. This is what we're going to get out of it. This says to me, Pittsburgh, you deserve more. You deserve better. My outside eyes on what I saw growing up, on what I've helped build in Philly, that belongs here also. That belongs in, in, in a way that when we walk off the bus, they fear us. That belongs to you guys as much so that the play that you've had in the first and second round, they need that again. They need to be able to go to the AFC Championship, contend. DK, getting bigger guys, faster guys, smarter guys, guys that you get on the bus and have confidence in, that makes your coaches better. That makes the player that's playing with those guys better. But it's also this, DK, it's, it's this for me that gets it. This youth movement that we had, this this ability to go get free agents, the ability to say, you know what? We don't ever rebuild. We just retool and move forward. That's what this signifies. And it also tells me this. Young guys, the time that you thought you had, you no longer have it. We have an identity and we're searching for it. Either you are with us or you're not. Either you're going to grow up quick and be a pro or I'm going to go find another one that looks like you that I want to do what I need to do. 
that may sound brash. That may sound, oh, man, that's just using guys up. But, DK, at the end of the day, there is a transaction that happens, right? There's money for, for services. In that, they have the right to rescind those services, too, or that money if you don't perform up to that liking. I would tell any guy inside of that room right now, there is a standard that's being reset. And if you can't get with it, then there's no reason for you to be inside of this building. It's one of those things where we chirp out before the game. Hey, if you're scared, stay on the porch. That's pretty much what Andy Weidel's telling everybody. If you're scared, please don't jump off this porch with us. I I mean, you know, here, here's – okay, let's let's go cynical on this just for a second. I'll, I'll do I'm this. here for this, please. No, no, I, I mean this like in, in, a, in a deliberately negative way because if I hear this and I'm one of the other 31 teams and going, yeah, and – because who doesn't think like this? Who doesn't want their players to be bigger, yeah. stronger, faster, tougher, and meaner looking on the bus, okay? But I think there's still an all a benefit – to having that as part of your thought process because it'll get you away from the, the oh, he did a 4.32 in this and that, and he his broad jump was this and that, whatever. I, I, I want, if I'm building this football team, yeah. for all the information, and I'm Andy Weidel and I'm building this board, for all the information that's coming my way from all the suits and ties and the, and the collars and the Harvard analytics guys and everybody else who's in the room, I still want that imagery in my head. I never want it to leave. I never want to say, well, we can just coach that up out of this one. No, no. DK, and, and to, to your point a second ago, you just said too, where everybody in the league knows this the case. Like now there is no more hiding. Pittsburgh is going to come out in a fashion that says, y'all either going to get beat up or you better do exactly as your assistant GM said y'all were going to do. Now it's on us to figure this thing out, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it really does put a target on your back that you want to go back to this style of ball, not even go back to this style of ball, adjust to what the league isn't doing or get ahead of it by saying, we're simply just going to beat people up in today's NFL. That is a fascinating place to be at, DK. But not only that, to have somebody in the front office, and I will honestly be at a portion of like, Andy, what the hell? I'm the one that's got to go out here and play. You can't be making threats from the front office. But I'll say this. It's just like having a coach that you believe in or your your dad telling you something, your mom telling you something, right? Hey, in our family, we do things this way. I have that conversation with my boys. So there's an understanding of no matter what's in front of you, we're going to go do it our way. That's what he's done. That confidence that, that my boys get from me, your kids get from you, DK, is why? Because you put that in them, that now they believe in and they go live that type of life. That's what I'm looking forward to. But this to me, again, and we'll get more into this, DK, for sure, I know. But the idea, okay, that Broderick Jones is just going to waltz into something. Not the case. Okay? George Pickens into your second year. Bro, he's just going to be that good. No, you better go prove to everybody you're that good. I think more personally, it puts more on uh, uh, Kenny Pickett. Why? If I'm telling you, your job ain't to be the biggest, strongest, fastest, meanest guy out there, right? That ain't his job. His job is to deliver the football and control the offense, correct? Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me that now Andy Weidel, Omar, Coach Tomlin, position coaches, has put it in front of everybody to say, we're going to make sure we beat folks up, we protect our quarterback, we run the football, and, and, and. Kenny, all we want you to do, manage this thing, 
Field. Win a game. Win the game. Win games. DK, <laughs> this sounds like what years would this be? 04, 05, Ben? I, you know what? This is where this is where a lot of this is headed. We I've already seen a couple of remarks through our stream here about how the OOs <laughs> and, and the tough team. It, it's a different era. Uh, you can't just be chopping people's heads off the way Ryan Clark used to do <laughs> and, and that sort of thing. Uh, it, it's a different time. Uh, you know, you don't want to be collecting you, flags. Hold up. You say that, though, because Tomlin's always the first one to say, this is very this is very much still a physical game. We play oh, within yeah. those parameters, but it's still physical. Yes. He never has gotten away from that, man. So for no. Andy Weidel to come in and put that jolt of confidence inside of that building, DK, how do you look at it? Like, what was the offseason conversation like to bring I, I Andy look, in from the coach's perspective? Well, I, I wouldn't say so much from the coach's perspective. I would say from that conglomerate that you see that you saw on draft day. Okay. Okay. When you're looking at those guys, when you're looking at, and this includes Art Rooney because he's right there at that table. You saw it, that U-shaped configuration that they had yep. there. You're talking about uh, Tomlin, Rooney, Weidel, and of course Omar Khan, yep. who ultimately is going to be the, as we saw, Omar is the guy in that equation. Very much. Okay? So. I, I I don't think that's that's going to be in doubt really anymore. Okay. I think that what they would say is, hey. Do we think that this do we think that we are as tough enough as we need to be to what your point was just now at the tough positions? Okay. There's different ways to measure toughness. We say Kenny it doesn't is. have to be tough. Kenny does have to be tough. He does tough in yeah. his own way. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. He has to be able to bounce back up the way we saw from hits. He went he got himself stronger this offseason. He has to be mentally tougher, mm-hmm. arguably, more than anyone on the field. Okay, yep. So there's a toughness to that, but he's asking, hey, offensive line, defensive line, are we as tough and as physical and as punishing and as intimidating as we need to be? And that's the point, not to pick on anybody here, right? but that's the point where they say, all right, hang on a second. Are we really going to do this again this year with Kevin Dotson and Dan Moore? Are we really going to do this again? Are we really going to do this again? And then Andy says, hey, guess what? I got a guy in Philly. Yeah. Play left guard. You got to pay him. Are we really re- willing to put a lot of our money there? Yeah, I guess so, Andy. All right. So here comes Isaac Salmalu. He comes in. And guess what else? Yeah. We're not paying a left tackle because we don't have the money for it. No. Guess what we're going to do instead? We're going to use different kind of capital. We're going to get that left tackle. So that's what I'm talking about here. I think they just said, we're not doing anything until we do this. So it's a little bit of um, south side self-scouting is what happened oh, yeah. this offseason. Yeah, and I and, think and, that's vitally important. I, I think it's, let's face it, Mike Tomlin is not that guy. Tomlin is not the let's look <laughs> back over several years and yeah. have self-introspection and all that other stuff. He hates it. Yeah, all he, he wants to do is win next Sunday's game. Yeah, He thinks fair. that's a waste of time. I agree with this. So let me ask you this. With this aggressiveness and this approach to getting to this point to DK, we don't know this answer. Maybe we can get this answer in some capacity soon. But do you think seeing the spark that you saw out of Kenny Pickett last year really pushed this to the center of the table? Like, because most times that transition from franchise legacy guy like Ben Mm -hmm. to actually a guy that you can say, oh, we have somebody. Even if you don't think Kenny's a top 10 quarterback, 
you your see guy. the he's spark. Your okay, he's yeah. your guy. He's, yes. You, you saw what you saw in 2022 was that Kenny is your guy. He doesn't have to be top 10, top 15, whatever it is. Maybe he will be. Right. But, but he's your guy. Now you have that commitment in place. Now you can move around. The, the Eagles obviously did things differently. The Eagles built up the trenches like crazy, and then they were like, all right, we have Jalen Hurts. Let's figure out how to make this work. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, their trenches was a little bit better than ours at the time. Phillies was, for sure. Oh. Well, remember, they almost let go of Fletcher Cox there for a while, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Before they said, we're going to reel this thing back in. I honestly thought it was idiotic for them to go after the uh, draft pick last year, Jordan Davis. I was like, why are you going after another D lineman? Because why, yeah. DK? It ain't many people that have that type of human being walking around their building that can go make plays for you, man. And that right there is what we're looking for again. Uh, I, 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 I'm excited for what it could be, but I'll say this. Andy Whiteo sending this APB out to the rest of the NFL if they caught that news nugget, right? Because not everybody pays attention to your news. But mm-hmm. this will be one of the focal points of the season if this team goes out and do exactly what they're supposed to or what they think they should be doing, DK. You know what everybody does pay attention to? What's the that? only segment that matters. That's all of Hey Mo. I can't wait for this one, DK. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. We are being flooded with stuff about J.J. Watt. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I, <laughs> I, I have been following J.J.'s account for a while now, yeah. including over the past week. And all that J.J. has said is that he'd like a chance to, you know, come and say hi or yeah. whatever. Now, J.J. loves to play games on his account. He's way more colorful than either of his younger brothers, to say the least. Yeah, he knows how to do the social media thing. Oh, I mean, both in in both serious and humorous ways. His his work during, you know, the Houston crisis when he was when he was collecting money uh, for everything that was happening down there was was unbelievable uh, in, in, in the hurricane time. And. He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he okay? does. But, man, people are going just completely wild about this on, on our on our feed here. And I'm going to start getting to a couple of these. Uh, oh, I'm in the wrong. I, I have the tweet that initiated it. It was Coach Tomlin uh, talking siblings, right? And J.J. Watt replies to it and says, Incredible coach and incredible man. There's a reason your players would run through a brick wall for you. Been a pleasure hearing hearing Derek and TJ share stories about you and your leadership. Hope to come visit sometime if you'll have me. Coach Tomlin replies back. Would love to have you come to the facility. You are welcome anytime. Period. Period. And then Nothing. he shows up. Nah, the period because then he shows up, you know? So yeah. you know, it's it's there's no way you can have J.J. Watt in your building and not be thinking about it. Okay? <laughs> There's no way that you could have J.J. Watt in your building and have a significant need <laughs> at his precise position 
ideally for someone who would just take 20 or so snaps. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, let me play devil's advocate here real quick. Go ahead. Coach Sumlin is a, what do you want to call these people? Historian of the game. He's a yeah. lover of the football game in general. High school, college, NFL, all levels of it. He can't wait to tell you about it. He's also a fan of, and don't take this the wrong way when I say this, you guys, of like greats, guys that are great at their craft, that are very serious about their work or just phenoms for their time. J.J. Watt is one of those people. He did announce his retirement, okay? But we've seen other people do this type oh. of thing. This is a, okay? Especially of his caliber. It's common. Me personally, I don't take Coach Tomlin serious until they say J.J. Watt's doing the physical. Am I entertained by the idea that they're having an exchange publicly? Yes, I am. Is it okay for them to sign J.J. Watt? Yes, it is. Can't Do I still think he has something in him? I do. And I also think Arizona was a bad fit for him towards the end, too. Everybody wants to get out of Arizona at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you can't have a much better fit. You know, if it's not the Houston Texans or whatever, the team that he's already committed the better part of his career to in his great years. Um, Mike says, is J.J. Watt still J.J. Watt on the field, though? It's 20 snaps, man. You know, and if he's healthy and he takes he takes those 20 snaps, uh, you know, there's a lot that you can get by just on technique. And he had a long way to fall from his peak level of athleticism, if you follow me. Because his peak level of athleticism was way, way, way up there. Yeah, you know? it, it, it was. <clears throat> excuse me. What I would say about that is this. Uh, and Dominican Sue played on a team that was a Super Bowl contender also. As a role. As somebody that comes in for a spell. If you can get – how many – yeah, he how did, many? You didn't hear his name much, but you heard it. You heard him, yes, one hundred percent. How how much of a of an effect does a guy like JJ Watt need? This is my thing. No matter where he is, you understand what he can bring to the game. Last year, in general, here we are talking about a guy who's not at his peak. DK, right? Mm-hmm. He had twelve and a half sacks last year. Funny how that works, huh? If we can get six for Arizona, seven, seven sacks, yeah. correct? Out is that a win? Third, out of your third guy? Out of my third guy. Oh, that's beyond a win. It's running up the score. What is, all you have to do is ask yourself how you'd have felt about Anthony Chicolo or Malik Reed. Yeah, yeah. Putting up those kinds of numbers as a third guy. It, it will be interesting for sure, but it's a matter of the commitment to J.J. and what does he want to do with his post-career. Again, he's five years regardless, okay, from whenever he hang up the cleats, whether it be this year in 23 or 24 also, from a gold jacket. I've heard Coach oh, yeah. call this man a walking gold jacket. With that being said, I'd entertain it. How serious they are, it really matters if it comes down to J.J., this ain't a Coach Tomlin call to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is going to have to be what, you know, because he just bought some, I don't know, he put some kind of investment in the soccer team. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, he's also been very public about his his legitimate desire to be, you know, spend more time with, with you know, commit to the family and everything else yeah. here. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking through I'm looking through this list here, and all we're getting is jazz. I'll say I'll say this. Don't don't. I see Mike and them say, "Way to shut me up, Mo. Bring on JJ." I'm I'm with the idea that look, 
if we're really talking about competing and getting after quarterbacks and changing the identity of what Pittsburgh has been the last few years, and you know you still have a deficiency maybe at middle linebacker on the back end of the coverage, got to see how that works out, right? If we have those type of scenarios pop up, the more help you can get at that outside rusher position, the better. And I'll say this too. I, I feel like we have way too many numbers inside the O-line room. So if you're telling me you're going to take away a guy at O-line, Kendrick Green, let's just throw that out there, okay? I think he's odd man out at this point, okay? And you mean to tell me you pick up an extra rusher? I think that's a win. Randy says he drove over 700 miles to meet me today, but the store is closed. Crazy. Downtown headquarters shop. We're always closed on Mondays, man. We have been since the beginning. Our, our hours are Tuesday through Saturday, twelve to six. I can tell you that if you come come by tomorrow, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. <laughs> our hours are posted everywhere. They're on Google and everything. I'm sorry. And Randy, don't call out DK for that one, man. If you was already on the way, like if you only came to see DK, uh, that's a different story. Like it, they're, they're coming in town for a family reunion yeah. or they're coming in for an event or a concert or something. <laughs> it's like, I came just to see you. No, you, no, you probably, yeah. did, probably yeah. didn't hear. Uh, Blake wants to know, could Troy Polamalu come out of retirement and play middle linebacker? Oh, here we go. <laughs> no. Leave Troy alone. He already got the gold jacket. He was in Pittsburgh, I think, this past weekend, if I'm not mistaken. He was, yeah. There was quite the yeah, celebration it was, uh, of, of his of his career and others here. And Mel Blunt, actually. Uh, Toy says, hey, Moan, what's your favorite genre of music? Uh, hip-hop, easily. I'm, I'm trying to wing myself off of so much hip-hop or types of hip-hop that I listen to. I listen to way too much hardcore stuff. I'm trying to transition out of it. It's not hardcore, but I'd be like, <laughs> why am I listening to this like I'm still I've playing football? Some, I've heard some of the hardcore, and you wouldn't have that on with your kids in the car. No, 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 no. If I do, it's the clean version of it. I promise you that, man. Most times, anyway. Wait a second. The hardcore hip-hop I've heard, and I hear it in <laughs> locker rooms, too, okay? If it's a clean version of it, it's just one long beat. <laughs> okay. Just, it gets the whole way across. It gets the people going. But I listen to a lot more like sports talk radio and stuff these days, too. Like I've become somewhat that guy in a sense, also. Yeah. I, I heard one in the Pirates Clubhouse the other night that was unbelievable. Yeah. Like yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I don't mean did. that. In, I don't even mean that in a good way. I was just like, <laughs> Whoa, he said what? But but DK, you understand when you walk into that locker room, that's out of your domain, though, right? Oh, I'm not in a position to complain about it. (laughs) At the Gitco Cafe and Market, quality is at the core of every menu item. They have three expert chefs, none of them, none of them partaking in profane hip hop. (laughs) All of them. Fine-tuning every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to cleanly as craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Uh, Antoine here says, you guys think Coach T and TJ can convince JJ to unretire. Do you think that can happen? Do you think they would try to convince him? Antoine, appreciate that question because it really does boil down to this, man. It's how much is J.J. wife going to allow him to do that? Like, it, it really does come down to a J.J. Watt decision. And this is the thing, too. How how big of a um, how, how big of a, a relief is Coach T going to give J.J. If, when he come in? You know, like I know, he take care of his vets, does he not, D.K.? Mm-hmm. I, I think if 
he explained to him, this is the role I want. And Coach Tomlin told him, look, I need you for your leadership. I need you for those spot plays. I need you to be an enforcer when I need you to. I think it could work. Again, I saw somebody say in the comments a second ago, JJ said over this weekend, he's not working out, not running, not doing it. That's a lie. Even I'm still doing some of those things, okay? Give me a break. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, you guys are just wired that way. Yeah, we're just wired so that way. It's early May. And that's the thing, too. JJ comes in during training camp. Or even DK after games are being played, he'll allow him to work himself into football shape. You know how many times I've seen player X who's a veteran with 12 amount of years come in and work themselves in and be very efficient throughout the season? This does happen. Like, he's not too far removed from being an active football player. Now, unless he's like 195 now, I don't think it's out of the question for a guy like him. Unless, again, he's adamant about getting that gold jacket. Now, again, Derek played with TJ. Is this something that they've talked about? Who knows? With those guys, you just never know because they keep everything kind of lock and key for the most part when it comes down to their personal stuff. So I give the Watts credit for that type of stuff. I have to express at least some some small disappointment here. During this entire episode, we have not added a single member. Uh, you know how to do this? Just hit the hit the if even if you've already subscribed to the channel member is another level member gets you uh these emojis or the rum emojis as we call them there's a little ramon there's a little hey moan emoji and then there's for some reason there's one of me as well you can go ahead and get these things and it's it's 99 cents a month it's whatever but you you also uh you also get perks yeah. to go with that we offer discounts on other items including a subscription to our our full website dk pittsburgh sports so do that. Do that. You know, get get the come on in and, and, and join us. Be a member. We're we're up at around, I think it's 160 members yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see how many we can get by the end of the show. Captain Spartan comes in with a buck ninety-nine says, Hey Moan, as a Louisville fan, can we get Eli Rogers? By the way, DK is Louisville, man. Louisville, okay? Yeah, not in, <laughs> not in Pittsburgh. It is, uh, okay. <laughs> I'd have to track Eli down. Eli Louisville. would definitely come on and uh, have a conversation with uh, Captain Spartan. I'll do that. By the way, my brother Renardo went to uh, Louisville also. He just mm -hmm. got his master's the other day, too. Congratulations, my brother. Louisville. 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 Uh, speaking of people wanting to get folks, I saw this one, DK. This was mm -hmm. uh, you got to be new to the page, Rico. Rico, can you get pounce on? Did oh, anybody want to no, tell him? Rico, come on, Rico. Who, who want to tell him? What are you doing? We we went almost well, two hours. Blake comes through. He says, "Come on, Rico. Pounce was on a show just a couple of weeks ago. You got to go back and watch it. It's got it's got. I believe at this point, it's got like twelve thousand views uh it's uh it was quite the episode it also it was. was our longest episode. it was yeah pounce <laughs> already been on also too yeah. you know? <laughs> no ron lytle no greenville yeah it's no it's it is louisville it's not not greenville greenville is how you say that i probably say greenville anyway but regardless it's Robbie little. Jones wants to know who has the most pressure on them right now. Tomlin, Matt Cannon, or Kenny Pickett. We love pressure questions. Don't we? we? Do and you know, what does you know? Every athlete, every coach says the exact same thing to every pressure question. Every last one of them just says no. 
You, 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 who, who, who has the he, most pressure publicly is Matt Canada. What a bullet. Absolutely. It's not even close. What we'll leave the bullet. bullets out of it at this point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We'll leave them out. It's Matt Canada. is not even close at this point, especially when you got such an aggressive front office the way they are right now, too. Yeah, it's him. He's got to show and prove. And I know how many times we say this. This is like beating a dead horse at this point. He has to call it. He has to dial it. He has to let that offense be free is what I'm asking right now of Matt Canada moving forward. Hey, Moan, says Joe. Rumblings of stadium updates. What would be your favorite updates to Ackershire? You got to – I'll be honest with you guys. As a player, it ain't much more I can ask for other than the locker room space. Maybe they can put some LED lights in the home locker room or something like that. But the field is the field. Like the entertainment aspect of what we do, I really can't judge it on what the stadium is. Like if you told me the stadium needs wider bathroom stalls, I couldn't tell you. Like it's really the convenient side of what you guys need. And I'm on the fan side too now. But there's – it ain't much more I can tell you other than a dome, which is – you can't do that in Pittsburgh, I don't think at oh, all. Oh, we're not we're not doing a dome. I, I, I do know this. Uh, I've had aesthetic problems with Heinz Field since it was open. Okay? Yeah. Uh, I I really I, I thought that the design of it was just so not thought out. What I would do with this place now, hear this out. Yeah. All that weak light gray steel that you see everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah, you get rid of that. What you do is you oxidize it. Oxidize like the U.S. Steel it. Tower, <clears throat> you make it dark, tough, rusty-looking like Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Okay? You get rid of those stupid cocktail umbrellas that are on top of the uh, – on, The, on the, the, the walkways, yeah. Oh, it's so horrible. What, they're little white cocktail umbrellas. Come on, man. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I know. Well, the tents will get to, Okay. You blow out the cocktail umbrellas and you replace them with replica smokestacks that scream into the sky. And when the Steelers get inside the 20, instead of pouring ketchup, you blow flames into the atmosphere out of your oxidized steel. Okay, And then you get rid of those stupid white tents. But then you'd have yourself a real live football stadium that belongs in Pittsburgh. Not this light gray, make it look, you know? Yeah. Well, it's called Corten Steel. I didn't know yeah. that. Corten. I've heard oxidized, too. There's I've heard oxidized. That, yeah, what, the steel building, if you ever walk up real close to our, our tallest building, 54 stories, you walked up to it. The steel looks like it's rusted. It looked like that when it was built yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah. Okay? It's just that type of steel. It has a real, like, rugged look to it. No, no, no. Let, let's paint it to look like aluminum foil. <laughs> Get me started on this one. Jim Fairfield wants to call it Joe Greenfield. Yeah. I like that. I, yeah. I will say this. One thing that should be added. Oh, you got me. One thing that should be added to What's that stadium that? is a statue of Mean Joe Green. The only I statue see. that's there currently is 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 of the chief, which is fine. Uh, the only statue of Franco is out at the airport. Yeah. And that's it. There are no players. There are no players. Hey, Rick, we got our member. Oh, we, we go, we Rick. Member. Well, man, thank you. DK, you got me with that one. I didn't expect you to already have the plans in place, man, for the new stadium upgrade. Well, I've written about that, too. <laughs> I, that, drive, that one drives me absolutely But the, nuts. See, my only thing is the flames coming out of, we're down by like 
17 points. We score a touchdown with only two minutes left. Please don't do the Flames in that type of situation, okay? I hate when teams go all theatrics and fireworks after a touchdown when you're losing. I'm yeah, not I'm look. not into that, man. It's it's Jeez. a bad look when you do that. Or or when they blow the horn or something. It's like, come on, man. You know, know your know your place, you know. Well, what is up with this one real quick? You let me put this one up. Uh, oh, we gotta throw stealing McBeam in the river, man. I don't think Ste- I don't even acknowledge stealing beam exists. Put David back up here. By the way, that mascot is scary. By the way, that's just me. <laughs> He's got that sinister look about him, you know. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, David says, "Hey, Moan, I'm worried about Matt Canada." Well, David, stand in line, my man, and his inability to concoct elite passing plays to get these weapons open. If my fears become a reality this season, can someone be hired to help Matt out? That's already happened, David. Yeah, yeah. That Glenn happened. Thomas has been hired as as an as an offensive uh, assistant coach, not no. as an offensive assistant. There's a difference. Glenn Thomas with two ends, man. Uh, that's that's exactly what has to happen, though. His his inability to to draw it up. Now, let's say this real quick, David. Thank you for the uh, contribution, number one. But this is the case. We got to see if he was just coddling Kenny Pickett along till he got it understood. Okay, let's give him that fair shake. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. We ain't really did this on this channel either. Let's see if he was giving Kenny the basics last year. Let's see if him trying to figure out what to do with Deontay and George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth was the case. Let's give him that for a second. This season, even going into preseason, and you guys going to camp, if I have the ability to go to camp this year too, we will see what it actually looks like. We can't report on it, but the idea that, look, we have to have some creativity. Screw creativity. Give me direction. Give me a rhythm. Give me first half, second half game plans that really look like they're in cohesion with one another. Look, I need for him to have the ability what Bruce Arians used to do all the time. This game, we ain't coming to you, and it's all right. You will hate me today, but when we win and we go deeper into the playoffs and you're a better player because we broke tendencies, you will love me then. I need to be able to see him manage all of these personalities and talent and win games with an effective game plan in year. What is this three for him moving into his offensive coordinator role? Very fair assessment by him. Albie Quirky says, uh, hey, Moan, with Tomlin's goon comments, meaning the remark that he made to both uh, Keanu Benton and to Broderick Jones, does he want to see a bunch of water boys out on the field to create havoc? Uh, no, what do you want to see is control chaos, being able to go smack somebody, line up and do it again. He's going to preach this off season, physical condition and precedes anything else. Meaning if you are in a good enough shape to go out there and play 70 play, plays a game, then we win because I expect you to be goons regardless. It's a matter of how we going to play from uh, quarter one to quarter four. That's what he means. He don't mean taking guys off, like taking guys kneecaps out. That ain't the style of football no more. But the ability to impose your will. DK, you know we've said this, and we barely saw this as much last year to the latter part of the season. Can we close out games with four minutes left as an offense? That's going ball. Can we also uh, get a turnover whenever we need one from the defense? That's going ball. Can we affect the quarterback, play in and play out, get wide receivers off their routes? being able to get an interception and lead the cavalry down the field for a touchdown to put in the offensive score positions. That's goon football in today's game. 
That's what he's asking. More specifically, his bigs. Can you play big man ball all the time? Yes. I love it, Rico. I love it. <laughs> now he's trolling. I'm, I'm here for one. her. I'm here for her, Rico. Next he's going to ask if you can have me. <laughs> and I had a great answer. question. I had a great answer right there, Rico. You, you freaking Jesus, crashed totally me right there. Out. Way to go. Way to go. That's why it's their show. Vast Jazz says, how will Andy Weidel's comments, meaning about the toughness and the bust and all that other stuff, impact rookie minicamp, which, by the way, is this weekend. I'll be over there covering it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. It's Friday and Saturday that's open to media, yeah. and then there's a third day that's not. Uh, there's not much that goes on on the third day anyway. But, yeah, that's happening this weekend on the south side. All the yeah. draft picks, all the undrafted guys, all the, the, the recent signings and everything, they'll all be under one roof. Uh, what it does for rookie minicamp is just this. It has the ability to find one or two more guys you may have signed because they possess some type of physical. Physical ability. That's what this weekend does. You can't overprove yourself because there's no pads. Is you can potentially see guys and, and you know with their speed and stuff like that, but nobody's going to the ground. Uh, the 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 new rules in NFL prevent that in many camp uh, type of settings. But I hope out of this we get one or two signings that say this guy possesses a physical element to his game that we can use. Gosh, I sound like Coach Tomlin saying that. You sound like him all the time, actually. But you That's know what? Terrible. Wow. You know what? everybody who's played for him sounds like him too. Really? Extent. Well, that one of the neat things about having various podcasts with other Steelers doing them is you can hear oh, a lot wow. of the same phrases. You guys, you're around. I mean, in, in fairness, I, I'll tell you this. I find myself quoting him like in my family yeah. atmospheres from, from me being around him, uh, from listening to him communicate uh, and, the, and the unique way that he does it. You know what's funny? I, what? I hear occasionally cynics and skeptics will refer – not skeptics, but cynics, people who just flat out don't like him will refer to him as yeah. Coach Cliché. He is the polar opposite of the cliché. The cliché is a phrase that's been made old and outdated and yeah. repeated for hundreds of years. Yeah. Okay? Uh, a cliché is water under the bridge. Yeah. Tomlin makes his own phrases, man. Yeah. You can't be accused of creating your own cliché. Yeah. You know, even standard is the standard or whatever, you know? Right, right. It's his. Uh, congratulations and thank you to Dan West as you put that comment up there. He said he just enlisted in the army, man. In the DK <laughs> army. Oh, wow. Love it. Thank you, Dan West. But is this though, as you speak about the Cynics, DK? Let me go here to our guy. Mark's been on here a few times. Eight and nine, three playoff wins in the last 12 years. Looked like Noel spelled uh, wrong. Never yeah. dispelled Chuck Noel's last name. Get off. Get out, get out of here. But but that's no. the thing though too. That's the grassy knoll, not the chuck knoll. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Mark. You don't get it right. Get it right, <laughs> man. But but this is the thing though: the ability to stay consistent and stay at the line, above the line, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for. I'm sorry to tell you, you don't have a franchise that's just gonna fire guys just because. Hey, we had one bad shake. Like it's that component of you being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan too. Is you have a level of stability. I had somebody ask me recently, man, like. Uh, it was on Sunday, Saturday. Moan, like, what he was like, what do you think your career would have been like if you hadn't chose the right situation? I was like, man, I got to give my agent credit because he told me Pittsburgh was the land of opportunity. I was more intrigued with what the optics of what you know Cleveland was selling me. They sold me a lot of good stuff, but I told him it was my, my, my friend, my homie Marcus. I was like, Marcus, I was like, man, had I actually gone with my own intuition and gone to Cleveland or to the Jets or somewhere else because I was an undrafted free agent, 
I said, my career would have been a wash probably. Change coaches numerous times. Position coach change. Offense change. The schematics change also. The ones that get to the Super Bowl are the ones that have a philosophy, and it's a matter of player X being with player Y that also plays well with player A, B, C, and D, right? That's how you get to the championship. Nobody really speaks on Andy Reid before he got the Super Bowls other than the fact that Andy can't win it, didn't win it in Philly. He had to get fired from a job and go to Kansas City to find the right offense and get better at his offenses, right? And then he also had to find Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Like So for the ones that say nine and eight, three playoff, yeah, as you're 100% correct. But what has Sean McVay done since they won the Super Bowl? Okay. Pete Carroll? Okay. I mean, Bill Belichick post Tom Brady doesn't look as strong. Mm-mm. No, no one's calling him a genius these days. It's... Mark Lancaster wants to know if it's possible that we can start two rookie corners this season. No. <laughs> no, I don't see that. <laughs> that one's easy. I don't see that, that one's one. easy. No, you just can't do that. You can't expose yourself like that at the position. Court, the opposing quarterbacks, even the mediocre ones, and their coordinators and the people who pick apart the film. My goodness, the stuff yeah. that they can do to you. Tell them, tell them the stuff that they see on film. The, oh my the, gosh! The, the, give it like the one of those you, you you've you've had for me. You've shared these with me. These incredible details where they'll notice the guy just. If he does something where he flinches with this knee or this elbow, that means he's going to do this. Yeah, we, we had a guy, man, left tackle, used to play for the uh, Bengals. Yeah. We used to watch just the smallest little things, right? People would be like, what makes a pro a pro and what separates college? It's film. It's attention to detail. It's all of those things, right? Left tackle for the Bengals, right? And also Andy Dalton. This is just one of those things that he did. Anytime that the tackle sat in his stance with his hands crossed, it was a run. I love this. When his hands was on his thighs, <laughs> it was a pass. Andy Dalton, I think in one of his Pro Bowl seasons, okay, like this is a separate when we talk about exposing young corner rookies, okay, young rookie corners. Andy Dalton, as his feet was parallel, it was a drop back pass. If they were staggered, he was running a run action. I love this. And everyone would see it. Brett Kiesel used to tell me this stuff too. Like it was all off the record and whatever. It's, but he, now that he's retired, I can share. He was, he would, he would say specifically about Andy. Uh, Kiesel would say, "Man, we had him figured out a long time ago." Oh like, my god! You picture he, and, and 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 when people hear that, they think, "Oh, they mean he means that they they scare Andy, they intimidate." No, man, they Yo, actually figured out everything. We got the answers. Yeah, we got the answers. Oh, I got a young D lineman, right? And I'm seeing him twitch inside, or I'm seeing him trying to get his feet right, or I'm looking at him talk to an older guy. Hey, what I got on this play? I'm like, you idiot. Tell him so I can pick it up too. Like, it's those types of separators, like feet, nervous. Oh, my gosh. It's so many different, like, little quirks and tips and tricks that the pros have that a young rookie corner, unless he's just soft gardener, okay? And that's once every five years, it seemed like. Yeah, I wouldn't be. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise anyone to get into the habit of comparing young corners to Sauce. You are. You are not going to see that even out of this class that had three, four guys right up there in the first yeah. rounds, including Joey Porter Jr., uh, who obviously was the first pick of the second round, but that, that are seen as like top end right type corners. That's man, Sauce is in a class uh, 
to himself, as he should. He should, and he should be. And this is also why, too, why coaches always say, like, that, that, that growth from year one to year two means so much. It's because we got a whole year of film on you. So if we got a year of film on you, you should be watching your deficiencies, too. Like, that's what happens in the NFL more times than not. As as our guy Woody here said, Woods, they got the tail. Like, we we – we know almost everything. That's why game day is so unique and the wins and losses is like so small, like legitimately. Our last question for the day goes to David, who says, what's the one thing or things that we as fans will always get wrong or misunderstand when it comes to coaching players? This he's is putting, really he's good. He's putting David. you on the spot here, but I, I think one of the, one of the things that I hear to buy you some time here to think about this. No, I, is, I got it. Yeah. Okay. I'll just throw. No, go ahead. Go ahead. There. Is I, I the idea of the players' coach tends to get misconstrued a lot, or even used in a sinister tone that I don't even feel like getting into. Okay. Yeah. That where the the coach is buddies with the players. Well, why might that be? Okay. <laughs> okay, but in, in this case, you know, the players' coach is someone who, in, in in Mike Tomlin's case, is someone who's just in there. He's relating to them. He yeah. listens to them. He respects the veterans. He goes by what it is that they need. You even mentioned a hypothetical conversation with J.J. Watt where you'd say, hey, listen, let's just talk this out right now, how this is going to go. I don't want you to get surprised in mid-November when I have you starting every snap. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. The 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 one thing that fans get wrong, and this is too, it's too easy. I almost feel like I'm cheating you, so I'm going to think of another one too, man, but it's, it's this one, that you're not trying to win. Like that, 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 like, oh, you guys need to push a little bit harder, fight a little bit better. Like on some Sundays, a team just got you, and there's absolutely nothing you could do about it. Like, even in Oakland, even, even in Oakland, it's even not like in, you guys weren't trying that day. I mean, it's just you just plan to go drop an egg. Like, it, I'll speak for Pittsburgh's locker room. The idea that you believe you can win every game, yes. It's 100% true in our locker room for sure, especially when we were walking in with Ben, especially when we knew that we had at least four of our five wide receivers and the O-line was intact and we had one running back. Like, the idea that, hey, we're just going to cop this one out. Y'all, it's so hard to play the game of football at the pro level. The physicality aspect of it, the fear of losing your job does play into into it also. Um that the guys just want to suck. Like I even look at the Browns and be like, they don't want to lose like that. They don't. And also that every guru coach is the smartest. They're not. It's usually a guy behind them in a, in a, in a dark room somewhere breaking down film. That's giving them that type of, it's those two to me. Like if, if McVay was that legit, right? The guru, if Belichick was that legit, then they win every year. It's an alignment of player, coach, health, luck that gets you over the top, David. I hope that answered your question because they used to frustrate me like, and I'm sure I've probably snapped at you a time or two, DK. Like, you think we want to lose this bleeping game? Like, that type of stuff. Like, they just got your number some days. Yeah. I mean, I had to come in that locker room and ask tough questions uh, of you guys on a regular basis, including after some tough losses. And every once in a while, that subject would have to come up because there was Oakland. I keep referencing it. The Cali in general, that, San Fran, two and, times and, we went out there. 
Yeah, but the, the 49ers game was the, the one in Santa Clara was actually a good game. The the but Oakland was just the one where you should have steamrolled that team, and it, it just looked like everything was just flat. Or bad teams that beat you. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, yeah. How does it happen? Well, it's Tomlin. He didn't have them ready. Maybe that's another one of them. He didn't have them ready to play in this game. Um, man, I don't know. That's it's such a you see I'm frustrated right now. Like thinking about like that used to frustrate the hell out of me, DK. Like, I swear I want to get on this five hour flight back with a dove. <laughs> and we just didn't get it, man. And nothing really changed other than the fact one or two plays, man. Like it really is. Moan, we are, we are out of time. We are already like David. You got me going on that one, man. Wait, a, yeah, I see that. Wait, I drink see it. That. Well, we'll have we have our regulars who will be back yeah. tomorrow, and maybe can bring it up again, and we'll uh, we'll have another one of these shows tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, we can spend an entire episode on redesigning Acrisure Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And getting rid of those white tents. Yeah, look at you, man. Getting uh, rid of those white tents out on the river. You know what's funny? I never even wow. paid attention to him as a player. It never bothered me uh, like you that. Guys, where you where you park, where you enter, people think that you guys are like roaming around the concourses and stuff. You don't even see this stuff. I don't. I you don't. You get on the field and it's all one big yellow blur until kickoff. Yeah, it, and that's all it is. That's it. Really is. So when I come up, I need y'all to promise me we're gonna have a great tailgate, DK. That's what I need. That's all I need. All right. All right, Mon. We'll, we'll do it. Uh, we'll do. We'll do it tomorrow, right? I think that's yeah. How all no right, doubt. So we're, com- we're completely done with this one. Yeah. Yo, and David also said thanks too, man, for that. It's first time yeah. catching it live in LA. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Hmm. Oh, he's got a chug fest going. Well, guess what I got here, DK? Huh? A jug. Huh? Thug jugs, they call these on the street. Thug jugs. My... Oh, oh, you got your chomp. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you do you do cigars? I do do cigars. I do. This is uh, some padrones right here, the anniversary series. Really good she, stick. She make you go outside? You oh, you better believe it. <laughs> this is what I'm having to be. Yeah, you better believe it, DK. Make it real clear. <laughs> Keish is in charge here. Keish is in charge. It's just the box in the house. That is it. <laughs> Tomorrow, everybody. Tomorrow, my friends. <laughs>